Hey guys, this is Adnan, host of the one for You show. And before we get on today's topic and start the show, I'd just like to remind you guys, if you guys are listening to the show on the week of E3 2013, uh, please don't forget that this upcoming Sunday is Father's Day. And for me personally, this will be the first Father's Day I ever celebrate without my father, as my father recently passed earlier in the year. And uh, so I feel like I should share some bits of wisdom that he passed on to me that hopefully you guys can try and remember, and hopefully it'll help you guys out too. You know, one of the things is that we here have in a society, we have a Father's Day and we have a Mother's Day, and one of the things that my father taught me is that uh, every day should be Father's Day and every day should be Mother's Day. So this Sunday when you give your dad a hug, try to remember that you should probably always make sure that he always knows that you love him. And you should probably always do the same with your mother, too. Just don't let them forget, because don't take them for granted, because they're not always going to be here, as I have found out early in the year. But I pulled through, and I'm stronger for it. And another thing I'd like to share with you guys is uh, one of the most important lessons that my father taught me and a lot of people is that there are three things you should always share. You should always share food, knowledge, and your love. So don't forget to go share out all those three things, especially your love. So we're going to start off today's episode with a little moment of silence before we get started. Thank you. I'm not even angry. I'm so sincere right now. Hey guys! It's me, Adnan, host of One For You, and you're here for episode two of the One For You audio show. This show will cover damn near anything that I feel like talking about, and I have a lot to talk about in the about 15-minute time limit that I've got here on the YouTube video. So let's get started. I think it's been a big week in video games especially. We are in E3 week. E3 is wrapping up today on the day that this show is being recorded. And uh, there is a lot of news, a lot of people happy, a lot of people angry. I personally, I'm pretty happy. And there's a few things I'd like to talk about with you guys, share and voice my opinion to you guys, hear what you guys have to say a little bit as well. So let's get started. What we have here is that we have the Xbox One officially priced, more games been announced. We have the PS4 officially priced, officially seen. Because now we've finally seen what the PS4 looked like, which we didn't have back in their February presentation. And when I saw the PS4, it looked almost just like the Xbox One to me. And I was like very, very convinced that there is going to be a grandmother who is going to buy their grandchild one of the wrong systems. Because they're like, it looks the same, Sonny. We're like, well, yeah, I can understand that. But I think... Um, a lot of people are saying that Sony has won the battle already, and that is true on many fronts, but how I want to look at it is this. What we have here is a battle of price point, and it's something that I touched on briefly in the last show that I did. The PS4 is going to launch at $400, and the Xbox One is going to launch at $500. That is going to be a huge deciding factor for your typical consumer. You have a $100 price difference, and most people are going to lean toward the PS4. Not only that, Xbox has officially confirmed it's always online. It's going to not play used games, and the PS4 has that big advantage of being able to play used games, and you don't have to have an internet connection to use it. So the hardcore have pretty much settled with the PS4. 
However, I do not believe that the Xbox One is dead in the water. It's going to be a solid competitor, but I believe it's going to have an extremely slow start. Because how I feel is that history appears to be repeating itself. Because if we flash back to the last console uh, cycle, the PlayStation 4 did come out at a more expensive price than the Xbox 360. Or the PlayStation 3, sorry, came out at a more expensive price than the Xbox 360 by, I think, $100, $200, something like that. And it also had a slow start, but it eventually came in and it had a very strong showing for itself. And the Xbox 360 really established its market and fan base during that time. Uh, at least in the States, I would say. Not in Japan. In Japan, whatever Sony or Nintendo puts out is going to be a success one way or another. So I believe that the Xbox One is going to definitely have a slow start here in the States during holiday season. The PlayStation 4's lower price point is going to be a huge deciding factor for most people who are jumping to next gen, and that is going to lead for an early lead for Sony. There's no doubt about that for me, but I do not think that the Xbox One is necessarily gone from all contentions. People are going to buy Xbox Ones. People are going to be happy with their Xbox Ones. Someone like me, if I picked up an Xbox One, I know something like Always Online isn't going to bother me too much. There is still really... I know that everyone wants to make the big deal about how the Microsoft representative said that, oh, well, people who aren't online, we have the Xbox 360 for you to use. That was a terrible thing to say. That is a terrible PR type thing to say. I understand that. But in all honesty, too, there is a very small percentage of gamers, I think, that don't have internet at this point. PC gamers are all online, and I think there's only a very small percent of uh, gamers who play home consoles that don't have an internet connection at this point. And it's not necessarily the big worst thing in the world that Microsoft is missing out on that demographic because it's going to be minuscule numbers in a huge scale that Microsoft is going to combat. But Microsoft is going to have a slow first year, guaranteed. But I think PlayStation 4, obviously, lower price point is going to lead to bigger sales for them right off the start. Um, but with that being said, I think where this battle is going to be won is going to be over console exclusives, which is been an interesting topic because there's a lot of games that are coming out and there aren't a whole lot of exclusives the only things that i've been seeing that are exclusives which are think which i think is going to be how the war is won or is going to be exclusive content exclusive dlc stuff like with batman arkham uh, origins you're going to get exclusive skins that you can download for the ps4 uh, the ps3 version over the 360 and wii u versions but as far as software, people one of the things that people are freaking out about is Kingdom Hearts 3 announced. Like, oh my god, Kingdom Hearts 3, Sony won. Kingdom Hearts 3 has, is one of those games that is actually going to be multi-platform. That came out after the con press conference. So that game is going to have a market then on both systems. So it's not exactly a PS4 exclusive. It just came out during the PlayStation 4 reveal, just like Destiny did uh, in February. Um and Destiny is going to be on both systems as well as the PS3 and the Xbox 360. But it just has exclusive content on the PS4. So that's where the war is going to be won. Speaking of exclusives, Nintendo took a big hit in their director's cut of Deus Ex Human Revolution. They lost that. That's going to be on the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360 as well. Nintendo has had a real big problem at getting third-party exclusives. It's been a real difficult uphill battle for them, but they do have some good third-party support coming this holiday season, and they do have their own exclusive games, but just third-party support for Nintendo not working out so well on the Wii U so far. But I don't want to be a total downer on this show. I'm actually very happy about 
a lot of what happened at E3 as far as like the titles that we're going to get. I, I honestly believe that the end of 2013 is going to be very strong and it's going to be a good holiday season for gamers. There's a lot to look forward to and 2014 is shaping up to be pretty solid in its own right. And there's a lot to look forward to there, too, as well. I just want to touch on a couple of the games that I think are going to look really cool. Um, we have something coming out in just two weeks. Maybe less, less than two weeks. The 25th of June. How about that? The Last of Us. Naughty Dog's last game for the PlayStation 3, we can assume. And it's probably going to be the one of the best games of this generation that is going to come out. And it's coming at the tail end of this generation. Survival, horror, with incredibly cinematic storytelling that it's already getting its pre it's pre out buzz with its high scores getting so many 9.5s and 10s and I'm excited cuz I've heard I've heard nothing but excellent things about Last of Us and that's just going to be a fantastic experience cuz Naughty Dog with the Uncharted series is easily one of the best game uh, game series of this generation and they're going to go out in this generation with a bang uh Beyond Two Souls that's another big game that's coming out for Sony this year uh, I believe it should be out this year. That one's coming out by Quantic Dream, the guys who made Heavy Rain. I was a huge fan of Heavy Rain. One of the things that made me a huge fan of Heavy Rain is that I had no idea what Heavy Rain was until I played it, and then I loved it. And that's kind of how I've been with Beyond Two Souls. I just know that it was made by Quantic Dream, and that was how I, I, I've been sold on it. I really don't know much about it other than, than Ellen Page is in the game. I just banked on, oh, it's Quantic Dream. It's probably going to be story-driven and awesome. So I don't know much about it. I'm going to do the same thing I did with Heavy Rain and just be like, buy it and then just be surprised and play it. And hopefully it'll be amazing. I have faith in Quantic Dream. Uh, big news, Mirror's Edge 2. I was a huge fan of the original Mirror's Edge. I think that's a buried treasure. That's a classic. If you didn't go out and play, you can pick it up for pretty cheap used. Buy it for the PC. If you can find uh, on Origin, I don't know how much it is on Origin, but if you find like a copy on the Xbox or the PS3, relatively cheap, really fun, really cool, parkour, fast first-person action, really innovative for the time, really gave you that great first-person running experience, and I think if you haven't had a chance to play it, go out and play it. It's real cheap, and I'm really excited to see what DICE is going to do with Mirror's Edge 2, because Mirror's Edge 1, I thought, was absolutely fantastic. Uh, not a big surprise, we're getting Halo 5, and that's coming for the Xbox One next year. I mean, we have, it was announced that the new Halo games were going to be a brand new trilogy, and now we've got Halo 5 coming. And the way 343 knocked Halo 4 out of the park, I really can't wait for Halo 5. I mean, everyone's going to say that, you know, it's another Halo game. Like, I love the Halo games. I can't stand getting another Call of Duty, honestly. You know, it's gonna, Halo 5 is going to be a lot more fun than Forza 5, I can tell you that, or Gran Turismo 6. Those are easily going to be the two most boring games on the systems. But that's just me. If you're a car enthusiast... I already know that you guys have those games picked up, and those games are like your dream games, and they have very good reason for being. On the Nintendo front, Nintendo's got a lot of good first-party support they got coming. The 3DS is going to have you know, the new Mario and Luigi game coming out at the end of the year, and The Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds. That's going to be huge for Zelda fans. What else we got? Super Mario 3D World. Cat Suit. That's all I got to say. We got a Cat Suit, and we got four-player co-op in a 3D Mario game. That's the first time that's ever happening. I'm excited. You have to be excited. Wii U owners finally have some more stuff to look forward to. It's actually going to be a pretty good holiday se season for the Wii U owner. We got that. And, and we got also the Donkey Kong Country game coming out. Donkey Kong Country is looking pretty fine. Retro Studios always doing their best on the classic Nintendo franchises, giving their own little spin to it, as well as the new Smash Brothers. Finally got some gameplay footage on. Trailer looks phenomenal. Got yourself in the new 
Animal Crossing Villager, you got yourself Mega Man, and the Wii Fit Trainer. What? Yes, the Wii Fit Trainer is going to be in the Smash Brothers or the 3DS and the Wii U. So that's going to be quite interesting coming up in 2014. Speaking of 2014, the biggest game that I'm looking forward to, and it's going to be a Wii U exclusive, Bayonetta 2. Bayonetta is looking sexy. The gameplay is looking fast and furious and awesome. She's got a new shorter haircut. I dig it. It's hot. I'm in love. I've always been in love. I laid eyes on her and went, will you marry me? But then it was kind of odd to go to the chapel with my Xbox 360 copy of Bayonetta. So that didn't really work out. But the game is looking really slick. It's the big grab for Nintendo, in my personal opinion. I think that's going to help sway some people to getting a Wii U. I think it will push people to getting a Wii U in 2014. That game is looking absolutely fantastic. If you didn't go out and play Bayonetta, play that too. That's amazing. You can also find that for relatively cheap. It's. I always said that... Bayonetta makes Devil May Cry its bitch, and I will always feel that it will be that way, because it was amazing. Uh, biggest disappointment for me, though, at E3, no footage on Beyond Good and Evil 2, nothing on Beyond Good and Evil 2 at all. Beyond Good and Evil, as a lot of you guys know, is my favorite video game of all time, and we only have that one, two teaser trailers that came out in 2008. And I'm hoping that when Rayman Legends come out, we'll finally get some more on Beyond Good and Evil 2, but right now I'll just have to sit and cry until the next E3. Well, I've already used up pretty much most of my time here, but I think uh, you guys understand that I think there was a lot of positive that came out of this year's E3. We're going to have a really solid wrap-up to 2013 and a really strong 2014, and in the end, I think gamers win. Gamers have choices, gamers have solid titles, gamers have fun titles to look forward to, and I don't think there's really any way you can be disappointed in being a consumer on whichever platform that you've got. So before we wrap up, just like to remind you guys to rate, comment, and subscribe if you guys can, and support the show. It's really awesome if you guys do. I already am appreciating much of the feedback that I'm getting from you guys already. Thank you guys so much. As well as follow me on Twitter at the Dashing Adnan. Feel free to tweet me out there. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this show because I made this one just for you. Well, here we are again. Always such a pleasure Remember when you tried to kill me twice Oh, how we laughed and laughed Except I wasn't laughing Under the circumstances I've been shockingly nice You want your freedom to be paid.